from Scotston. This is Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors' official podcast. Hello and welcome back to Warriors Weekly. I'm your host, Glasgow Warriors media manager Duncan Seller, and today, sitting across from me, I have a man who, at the age of 20, he was the fourth youngest Scot prop in Scottish history to be capped for his country and the youngest to represent Scotland for more than half a century. A man who has amassed 93 caps, soon to be 94 appearances for Glasgow Warriors, standing at six foot two, weighing in at 126 kegs, I think. One, two, two. One, two, two. He's lost a bit of weight. Warrior number 234, Sander Fagerson. Sander, how are you, mate? Very good, mate. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, good, good. Have you been cutting down to one, two, two? I think uh, just having two kids just don't have time to cook any meals. So yeah, just been <laughs> losing a bit of weight. Yeah. Um, last time we did this, it was via Zoom. Uh, we're now back to some kind of semi-normality, sitting two meters across in Scotston. Uh, I guess it's good to be back, isn't it? Oh, it was awesome. Uh, I think this first day back, training at Scotston, doing 15, 15 on 15, you couldn't wipe the smile off my face, you know? Yeah. And just to see the boys and be back home, uh, yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah, yeah. And we had Ryan Wilson on for the first episode of the season, uh, and we were chatting about fines, and he said that you had a spray tan. You, you, <laughs> you had you had a funny that you had to do. Uh, he said that Danny Wilson spotted it straight away as well with his uh, his Wel- Welsh uh, Welsh roots, Welsh heritage. Yeah, he knows it pretty well, you know, back in the valleys. But um, yeah, nah, ugh, yeah, it's part and parcel. And I was I was late for a meeting or something and got a fine. And so yeah, it was quite a daunting experience actually. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. First ever spray tan? First ever spray tan. Um, she asked me if I had an account and I said, no, definitely not. And she goes, oh, here's your account for when you come back. And I said, I will not be back unless <laughs> I'm another fine. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So um, the missus said, you should get a spray one, like a person who sprays you. And I said, yeah. I don't have time for that. Right. Um, I'm just going to go into one of the booths. And she uh-huh. goes, well, I've never done a booth, so good luck with that. Went in and she said, what do you want? And I said, uh, I want it to be obvious, but I don't want to get done for, you know, yeah. like black facing or something. And, yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, she says, "Oh, this will this will give you a good a good glow." I already had a really good farmer's tan, of and, course. Um, but you go in, and she's like, "If you move when it's going, and you get a double blast in the front, you will be like tangerine." And I, was yeah. like, I don't want that. So um, yeah, now it's good. Got it all done. It was great to get out of uh, putting the kids to bed that night. Yeah. T- told the missus I couldn't touch the kids, so um, <laughs> she was absolutely livid. But yeah, now it was a uh, experience. Yeah, got a lot of good compliments from it. Um, but then it started trickling down and. Because I sweat a lot, I had oh, a bit right. of it went away from my underboob first. Because of course, uh, not a good look. Not a good look, nice. No. But uh, you gonna you go back for another one? You know what? If it's a tough winter, maybe we'll see what happens. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Do you always go for funnies for your uh, for your finds? No, definitely not. No. Um, I just think uh, with the current climate, I couldn't really be bothered doing the finance <laughs> one. So yeah. <laughs> I said, you know what? Uh, it's not that bad. So yeah. And you're coming out of lockdown. Well, we were speaking to to Ryan and Sam, and Ryan's coming out of lockdown with. A new house that he's built yeah. and some chickens. Yeah. Sam's come out of lockdown. How many chickens are still alive, though? That's the question. I think he said two, so he's lost yeah, two. Uh, he's not doing good. Rest in peace. Yeah, RIP, RIP. Um, Sam is coming <laughs> out of lockdown with a dog, Franklin. Mm-hmm. He's class. Yeah? He looks just like Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Same as my two. I'm, I can't, I'm not going to comment because my two Frenchies. Uh, exactly, like yeah, me. you've got two Frenchies, don't you? So A lot of skin folds. Yeah, um, and then you're coming out of lockdown with another kid. Yeah. How is we Hamish? Wee Hamish is not wee anymore. He's nope. a big boy, and now he's uh, he's five months now. So um, of course, yeah. He's got, he's got a bit. He's got more neck strength than me. He's, he's lifting his head up, and oh no, he's awesome. He's just such a happy wee chap, and yeah, uh, he's going through that lovely teething phase just now. But no, he's been good. He's gold, and uh, he's been a great addition to the family, and I yeah. uh, loved having him, and it made lockdown a lot. But it was a nice, lo- a nice to have in, in lockdown because it was something to be grateful for and something yeah. to uh, refocus the mind that this is what this is what I do. This is what I do my, my job for, and uh, 
this is who I got to provide for. So and I loved it, and it was great to have that time with him, yeah. which I wouldn't have had if the season was on. So. Yeah, because you didn't get it with your daughter, did you? I'm guessing. No, nah, I thought, well, Iona was sort of, uh, she was born semi final week, um, final week, and then we had three weeks off, which was awesome together. Yeah. But then that next phase is World Cup prep. Yeah. I think I had two weeks off in the middle of August, but the whole World Cup prep, you know, I missed a lot of the, a lot of the tough times, which. I'm now getting with Hamish, which Yaz is like, you know, <laughs> I had this with Iona. She, she's not, Hamish is not, not the only one, you know, and yeah. so um, it was tough. I yeah. got a lot more respect for my wife than mm-hmm. I had before. Um, yeah. She's an absolute, she's been awesome. So yeah. keeping us all together. So a lockdown was kind of a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Was it a little bit just for it was it, it was tough. Though, I'm not going to lie to you. Having two kids, I, d- I don't know how people with kids who are older marriage because homeschooling and trying to train and trying to be on the Zoom calls and stuff is yeah. brutal. And, so unbelievable amount of respect for the parents um, who homeschooled during lockdown as well. But yeah, no, it was awesome. Um, I love lockdown, but at the same time, it wasn't all plain sailing. You know, I did my garden, probably bit off more than I can chew, and yeah. was coming in knackered. And yeah, I'd been with the kids all day, and I uh, probably wasn't the best husband of the year award because I've been I was absolutely burst as well. And right. yeah, she just wanted some time to herself. So oh, we got the balance right in the end, and yeah. we're coming out of it a lot stronger. Um, but. It was a tough time, but we made the most of it and spent time with the kids. And yeah, it was amazing weather as well, which made, made up for it. So yeah, the weather's been amazing even today. You know, we're sitting here on a Saturday recording exactly. a game, and it's, it's blue skies in in October, mid October. I know TJ and Photo are saying, "Oh, it's so cold." I'm like, "Boys, you are in for <laughs> a rough surprise Just when it comes to wait. December." But yeah, no, I, lockdown was um, it was a great time to reflect and stuff, and sort of yeah, maybe hungrier for this season and getting back to rugby, you know, because you really missed it. But at the same yeah. time. To have that time with the family, I'll never get that again, and yeah. I loved it. Because yeah, because I was I was going to ask you, like you know, you're you're only 24 years old. Am I right in saying 24? Yeah, yeah. yeah you've got twi- feel, about f- feel about 40. Yeah, well, you've, you know, you, you fit <laughs> a lot into 24 years. You know, yeah. 29 Scotland caps, 93 Warriors appearances, a wife, two kids, two dogs, a house. You know, like have you stopped to catch your breath? <laughs> Maybe that was the time yeah. to reflect, was it? Me and me and the missus were talking about this before. Like I think we live our lives at 100 miles an hour, and sometimes. Yeah. I specialize. I buy off more than I can chew. It's like my days off. Like I like to cram as much as I can, and yeah, because um, I'm better when I'm busy. But mm-hmm. at the same time, <laughs> I don't chill very often. So, uh, yeah, oh, it's, it's been a busy couple of years. You know, getting married and the kids, the dogs in the house and stuff. But um, I've absolutely loved it, and yeah, yeah, excited for what the future holds. Yeah, and is is there a highlight, an on-field highlight from from those? I guess was it six years now since you turned pro? On-field highlight for me, oh, there's two. I'd say get my first cap for Glasgow is just sort of. Having moved from number eight to prop, I made all the hard training sessions and extra work-ons and uh, doing stuff at Hawks and stuff. And yeah. it wasn't it wasn't all plain sailing, you know. I moved through to, moved through to Glasgow after school, didn't have an academy contract. Um, I played for Hawks twos for the year, which was awesome and a great club. And I was really lucky to have a great mentor and Jimmy Sinclair. And I think just having those like I had sessions with Eddie Pollock and my old uh, high school coach um, Andy Henderson was absolutely massive for me. So I sort of all those sessions sort of paid off for me personally I felt when I got my first cap and I was over the moon but then as soon as you get your first cap you're like oh this is where I want to be at this yeah. is where I strive to play week in week out and you just yeah just got hungry to play more games and so that was a highlight for me but also that was against Treviso against Treviso away yeah, um, yeah. 2014 <laughs> was an experience yeah I don't know what came over me but I got a bright orange scrum cap that week and wore that which is <laughs> looking back wasn't the best idea but uh, I, I didn't get penalized that much so it was all right was that your attempt to be a bit like richie gray i think he said he dyed his hair so people <laughs> would notice him a bit more nah, richie's been dying his hair a lot longer than that but um <laughs> same, same as his brother but um yeah nah, i wasn't to get noticed at all i just yeah. think my grand's always said i have to wear scrum cap to play rugby so right 
I thought it looked quite cool, but looking back, yeah, meh. It, it highlights you to the ref a bit more. But uh, my highlight for me was, um, I think, a proud day for the family as well, was playing that final uh, two years ago. Uh, right. Not the right result, pretty gutted, but to have a Pro 14 final um, in Glasgow. Yeah. Well, the turnout we did, um, and uh, it wasn't our best performance, but I was just immensely proud of I wish we'd gone one further, but at the same time, looking back on it, it was a really proud day for Glasgow and yeah. a proud day for um, me and Matt to play together. And I just I remember when he scored that first try, I was like, oh, like, how awesome is this? You know, playing yeah. with, with my little brother. Um, so yeah, I loved it. And then had the family on the pitch after it was bittersweet. You know, I was I was like, absolutely gutted, but at the same time, you know, like I own his first game and yeah. like, I was immensely proud and yeah. seeing Yaz and her like a weld up. So yeah, it was pretty. Because yeah. there's like a, there's a family photo, isn't there, of like you, yeah, yeah, my Yaz. Matt and your parents, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, parents, well? a little brother. Yeah. Uh, he's a big. He looks like my, looks like my big my big brother. He's yeah. taller than me. Got a better beard than me. And he's only what eighteen. Mm -hmm. And then my gran as well. So yeah, now it's a special photo. Um, yeah, yeah. Matt doesn't look too chuffed, and I'm trying to force a smile. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one for memories. Yeah, and is there an off-field one? Yeah, hundred percent. Having the kids. And having the kids. Yeah, just both kids. Both kids. You know. Oh, yeah. Love I, them I love them both equally. You there know, you and they're my pride and joys. And um, when they listen back to this in ten years' time, they'll know. Ah, they will. They will. Hey, Miss Lionel. Yeah, now they're. Uh, oh, they, they make. They make the tough days much, much brighter, and they make the, the best days even better. You know. So, yeah. um, hand on heart, the best things ever happened to me. And yeah. of course, get married to my my, my beautiful wife. But of course, of that course. comes that comes second. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess both your highlights there were, were Glasgow highlights, and Glasgow yeah. is well, has been your only pro club. Like, how strong would you say that bond is between be, between you and the club? massive you know i think growing up i i didn't ever think about the cali and glasgow like the regions thing but i always watched glasgow and yeah. i loved the way they played and to watch them like develop into the club and stuff and i went to fur hill when i was at school um one of the trips and i think i, saw, I think i saw the, the luscious blonde locks of richie right okay. on the fur hill park and um, playing pretty well before we moved on but yeah now nah, it was um i've always supported glasgow and uh to sort of come to my uh my club um, as, as a kid was just yeah it was, it was amazing. You know, my first day, Hugh Murray was a hero of mine, especially moving to Tighthead and to see him in the flesh and be able to get some of his knowledge and train with him was just was just awesome, you know. Yeah. And he was really helpful for me. And I was really lucky that when I came in, there was a great, especially a great bunch of front rowers that I could learn so much from, you know, and yeah. Dougie Hall and and um, John Welsh and Hugh Murray and, and Coo and stuff. It was just um, who's Coo? Mike Cusack. Mike Cusack. You know, these guys are just yeah, having watched their games and stuff, just massive parts of the club and to be able to come in and learn off them but also see how far the club's come uh, the, the, the club's yeah the club's come has just been yeah amazing and uh really privileged to be part of it and yeah. i don't take being a warrior for, uh, for granted you know no. like and th that's the thing like we talk quite often and you're you always have ideas every single time like whether it was during lockdown you're messaging me about things we could do in social media you were chatting to me a few weeks ago about different yeah. things we could do for season ticket members like you are what I would describe as, <laughs> as a club man, like you, nonstop. You know, there's been games here, and there's been certain pundits. You're like, hang on, that's not a that's not a Glasgow pundit. Like you know, like you are just, mm. yeah. You almost <laughs> don't know if it bleed Glasgow is maybe the wrong word to say, but I'm a Dundee boy through and through. But yeah, yeah I'm adopted Glaswegian. But no, nah, I, I think when I when I left home, I never thought that I would set up shop and feel so comfortable in Glasgow. You know, I'm a country yeah. boy and. But to be where we are at and close to Mugduck and stuff and to learn more about Glasgow, yeah, no, I absolutely love it. And don't get me wrong, like I think I did have one chat with Edinburgh when I was younger, but it never really appealed to me. Yeah. Um especially I don't know, just I'm I'm not a city guy, but I felt Glasgow I'm close to home. 
close to the countryside, you know, just, um, yeah, I absolutely love it and uh, don't take it for granted though and feel very privileged to be part of this great club. Yeah, and would you say biggest rivals are Edinburgh? Is that the yeah. game that you get most hyped to play? Yeah, I, I think I think I used to. Um, I think I used to get so like emotionally built up and like, you know, like, oh, like, we hate them and all that jazz, but at the end of the day, you know, it's just another team. Um, mm -hmm. And so I sometimes feel we get drawn into taking it too emotionally and we don't play our actual game, you know, because I feel we're, we're a lot better team than that. Yeah. <laughs> than them most, uh, nearly every year, so yeah. um, they got their strengths. But yeah, no, I, I always do enjoy those games and that was one of the first games that after the one at Fur Hill, my family and I went to, um, it was one of the Boxing Day games and I loved it. But yeah. I just feel, I love I love the fan base here and the Warrior Nation just, it's a massive, I feel like it's a family club, you know, and yeah. the support we get week in, week out is awesome, and especially with the weather, you know. Having broke my ankle and been in the, in the stand when we played Leon and it was like, I think, just just over positive temperature and yeah. maybe minus two with the wind chill it was mental and I, I was shivering and I'm like I have to be here because it's my job yeah but the fans stayed the whole game you know and it was yeah it just shows you what a great club this is and to see the turnout we get we can make out and just the little things about the place you know how much they get the kids involved and yeah I, I absolutely love it can't can't sing the club's praises enough yeah and I kind of I asked you there about motivation like I wonder, are are you are you Michael Jordan-esque in some ways that you need to find those little things that kind of just that kind of tweak you a little bit and get you that extra bit of kind of motivation and really just kind of zoned in? Do you do you find that? I don't know. Sometimes when I, when I kind of see you and sometimes I speak to you afterwards, I'm like, I feel like he's he's taking that much more seriously than he maybe should. Be. <laughs> I, I like to pride myself in having quite a good switch. You know, like off the pitch, I'm I'd say I'm approachable. I'm a family man, and yeah. I, I love spending time with the kids and getting out and about. But for me, when it's game time, you know. And, I turn it on and like to sort of yeah a bit more aggressive and yeah. um, be a different character. So yeah, I, I um, Michael Jordan the whole last dance thing last was awesome. Dance, and yeah, little things like w he would um, he would hold up. I think there's one of them where he w brushed past the opposition team in like a hotel lobby or something. And yeah, they didn't shake his hand. Yeah, and that was him. His yeah. fuel. No, nah, that's not me. No, um, okay. I don't look for outside factors to trigger me to get in the zone you know I, I just do that myself and because I think if you d rely on that and I, I think I used to you know I used to rely on like a big hit or something like that to get me in the game and but that didn't come or you got smoked first carry you know that's or first scrum you got penalized <laughs> yeah that's it you, you know you know downward mm -hmm. spiral so for me it's all about just controlling what I can control and um I've got quite a good flush mentality that something doesn't go my way flush it next job and move on but yeah. 80 minutes um yeah I like to let all my frustrations out. Yeah. So it's, it's been a while since I've played. So <laughs> looking forward to this again. <laughs> yeah, and Jurelish was one-on-one one -on -one matchups with your, you know, well, I guess it's not opposite number, but you know. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't really like. I do my research and stuff, and don't get me wrong, I always respect my opposition, but I don't like look across and see a rock and go, oh, that's my opposite loose head. I'm going to try and melt him in a counter rock yeah. or something. You know, I just if he's there and there's an opportunity, I'll go for it. Um, I also don't shy away from if it's a big boy or it's a small guy, you know. <laughs> I don't pick on pick on the wee guys, but yeah. if it's an opportunity, you know, it's there to, there to be taken. So, um, yeah, no, it's a few few matchups that I do enjoy, but yeah. um, I won't go into that. No, can, no. can you can you any hints at all? Uh, nah, no, no hints, nah. <laughs> I don't I don't let the public know because then if I get melted, yeah, <laughs> I'll, yeah. Get, I'll get a few tweets saying yeah, cheers, Andrew, uh, well done, mate. Yeah. Um, so, so D Danny was up for press yesterday talking um, ahead of our game against Connacht, which we'll be playing here tomorrow uh, at Scotsdon. Um, this will obviously be getting published on Wednesday, but he said that you really hit your stride mid-World Cup uh, and seems to have kicked on since then. Like, was there a, a switch that flicked mid-World Cup? 
were, were you coming into the World Cup feeling good and just kind of kicked on or was nah. what changed? Nah, it's a funny one. Um, <laughs> I'll be pretty brutally honest here. You yeah. know, I think start of that World Cup was probably the lowest moment of my career. Really? Yeah, brutally honest. Um, I was just in a sort of, I'd have my ankle and I felt I was getting to a stride at that start of the season, played a few good games and snapped my ankle and I think, um, yeah, I was pregnant and we just got married and a whole bunch of stuff, you know, not being able to help her when she was going through quite a tough time and um, with the morning sickness and stuff and I was on my mobility scooter right. around here, you know, and I think yeah. for me work was sort of, I was trying to be positive at work, but at home I was pretty, yeah, I was pretty depressed, you know, and pretty yeah. struggling, struggling quite a lot and I think... I think to the end of the season, I sort of came back and maybe I came back maybe a few weeks too early and I played that Scotland game against France, which for me was, it was pretty tough, you know, I, I couldn't really play to the best of my ability, I wasn't really ready you for start, it. Did you start that game? I was on the bench, on the bench. I came on and I, I did alright first scrum and first few instances and then sort of just, yeah, just didn't really have a great game and um, I think they got that pushover try at the end and then I was pretty demoralised and yeah. I just said I want to get back to Glasgow so I can enjoy my rugby and I did to an extent you know got back to Glasgow we got to the final and I started the final and yeah, yeah and I felt like I had an alright game it wasn't 100% and looking back you know there's a, a few things I'd like to change but I was kind of a bit too much weight you know and I'd put on a lot of size and during being injured you know but then coming back doing all the walk bikes and skiers mm -hmm. doesn't relate to me running fit at yeah. all so for me I was still a bit sluggish and then got into that World Cup prep and you know it was, uh, it, was it was a weird environment it wasn't the best but we won't go into that that's for another day and I just sort of set my goal and starting that Ireland game. And I think because I set my goal so hard on that and then I had a bit of a shocker against Georgia and got yellow carded. and Most of it was my fault. Some of it was his fault, you know. But uh, it is what it is. And I went to the World Cup, yeah, pretty gutted, you know. And that was yeah. one of my worst games for Scotland. Got yellow carded. Every scrum went down nearly. And I was pretty demoralised. Got to Japan. I was in a room by myself for the whole... In Yokohama, we were the in, in, in our individual rooms for the first couple of days. And I remember just like... I w we got told pretty early on I wasn't going to be involved against um, against Ireland and because I'd set my thing on that that benchmark on that and I yeah. wasn't even in the match day 23 you know I was just like I was just absolutely gutted and sort of I remember calling home to Yad and being like I, I just want to come home like I just really? miss, miss you and Iona yeah, I, was, I was proper like gutted yeah. um, in a pretty dark place but she was really good for me Yad yeah, has been my rock throughout and I think um, just gave me some pretty stern words you know and said just get yourself back to what you you love rugby you love training you've sort of lost that energy you know like just be that positive guy and try and build up your teammates and just you're there for a job to do your job and yeah if you're not picked that's fine be a bigger man about it and just help support the team as much as you can and you know what from like that week then I just said you know what like this is an unbelievable experience you know some people don't get to World Cup and yeah sort of just reflected a bit and was like you know what like stop being stop feeling sorry for yourself but also I understood that why I was gutted but yeah I just said, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy Japan for what it is. And um, from then on, you know, I just, I helped, I helped Berge and VP that week as much as I could and just said, like, boys, if you need me for anything, just give me a shout. It was like passing and extra scrummaging. And um, yeah, no, nah, I just really enjoyed that end of that week and was gutted the boys didn't get that result against Ireland. But I just said, you know what, when I get my opportunity, if that's off the bench against Samoa, if that's starting against Russia, whatever it's going to be, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy it. And I got my opportunity the week later against Samoa and, yeah, it was Yaz and uh, her mum and dad and Iona came over that week and just yeah. to see them, it was just like, oh, like, for me, it was just, I couldn't have been happier and to see them and just a switch off from rugby, you know, I feel yeah. sometimes I'm so focused on rugby 
that when I switch off, I, I take my work home with me, which it's not good. Like I'm not right. present at home. So I felt when they came, it was like, oh, perfect. Like I managed to switch off and relax. And from then on, yeah, I just sort of was enjoying training a lot more, played all right in the Russia game. And yeah. I played the next three games. And yeah, I, I scored in the Japan game. Yeah, I scored in the Japan game, which yeah. is sort of like, I wanted to come on and have an impact as, as any sub does. And yeah. I felt like, I felt like I did. And I was, I remember after the game, I was like, I was gutted we lost because I felt yeah. we could have won it. But also at the same time, I was like, fair play. Like I scored my first try for Scotland and I was chuffed to bits. And then, yeah, I was really lucky that I got a week off after with the family and then came back to Glasgow and said, you know what? Like I'm in a good spot. I put a bit of work in that, that week before I came back to Glasgow. I was actually over visiting family in Saudi Arabia, which was a great switch off away mm -hmm. from everything. And then I came back in and I was like, you know what? Like, I don't care what happens this season. I'm just going to enjoy it. And from then on, yeah, rugby sort of just progressed and got on and on. And yeah, I'm just in a really good spot and enjoy my rugby and love yeah. the boys at the club and just really happy here. So yeah, uh, yeah. that's my any young any youngster. I mean, my key advice: don't forget why you play rugby, and that's for enjoyment. I think yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. Um, but nah, got it. Got it back now. This might be me me pr uh, probing too much, but did it help? Did it not? Maybe not helps the wrong word, but. Did it help that Matt wasn't at the World Cup and it allowed you to reflect that you knew <laughs> yeah. Matt wanted to be there? Yeah, it was tough. Like I was on the phone to him quite a bit as well, you know, and he's really supportive. Um, we bickered quite a lot and he's yeah. pretty headstrong. You were bickering walking off the pitch there? <laughs> <laughs> he slapped my head, that's why. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, I love working with Matt. Don't get yeah. me wrong, like we have a, a lot of little bickers and stuff and brotherly love, but I push him on and I feel he, he drives me to be better and yeah. pushes me to a higher standard, you know, and um, to play with my little brother and, it's a really proud moment for me and yeah. to be at the same club for so long has been awesome as well. So um, I think him not being there, yeah, I sort of felt like I was there representing both of us. Um, for me personally, I, I don't pick the squad, but I felt yeah. he should have been there, um, which I was really gutted with and he was really gutted as well. But yeah. I saw him do his thing at Glasgow and I was just happy. He was just enjoying his rugby and got yeah. back playing. So yeah. um, when I got back though, he, g he gave, me, um, gave me a bit of stick, you know, and uh, yeah, when I got back, it was straight away back to give me banter, abusing yeah. me the whole time. And but no, it was um, to have my support network around me, like mum and dad, and yeah. I was on the phone to them quite a bit. And and I had my my, f my parents in law there as well, who were a massive support and massive yeah. help for me and yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, in a good spot now. But uh, yeah, he drives me on, I drive him on. Yeah, and, and and I know maybe the teams, both Scotland and Glasgow, maybe didn't hit the maybe the goals that were kind of set laid out at the start of the season but how did you feel your season personally went last year i uh, the way i would describe my season last year was i had a smile on my face every game it yeah. doesn't matter who i played for yeah. you could i could have played for um ghk twos and i'd be happy you know mm -hmm. um i think um i just as i said just got back to enjoy my rugby and i just made an uh, made, made a goal that every training session every match i was just going to play with a smile on my face and yeah. enjoy it you know so i think um yeah it was, a, it was a good season i really enjoyed it um I think I had some good games, I had some bad games, you know, but I felt as a team, like we did, it's all about the team and I felt like I contributed as much as well as I could to the team. And But that's that's the benchmark. Uh, this year we're going to go one better and for me personally as well, that's the one, you know, and that's sort of where I want to be at week in, week out and had a few 80 minutes, which, yeah, it was all right, but yeah. <laughs> I was blowing up my hoop. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I really enjoyed it and I, I really enjoyed last season. Yeah. Um, playing for Scotland and for Glasgow and, yeah, I just want to do more of that and yeah. the opportunity arises, I'll play as much as I can and, mm -hmm play the smile on my face and, and are there people that kind of like helped you kick on last season i know you talked about mentors right at the start there when you were at glasgow hawks but you know people like petrus duplessis or peter de villiers at scotland like ha have they made an impact your game that have helped you enjoy last season yeah para was massive for me yeah. um i think the best thing that could have happened to me 
was getting injured in park i mean honestly yeah um just a good mate of mine but also great great coach and yeah just so, so much knowledge to learn from and stuff and mm -hmm. just the way he drove the standards of the front row group you know um maybe didn't reflect sometimes in game weeks but just as a standard as a standard for like how to be professional prop you know he he, he was there he, he played a game of rugby at 39 you know the guy's a living legend yeah um, and I, I don't think he's officially retired yet uh, he's I not he's not no <laughs> he tells me he's gonna try and get a game for west he says but um oh, tough to bits for him for his new role but yeah um, at the same time he got to see him leave but at the same time para and peter de villiers peter de villiers was massive for me as well you know and really helped and to have those two guys both tight heads to learn from it's just i'm, I'm yeah. just soaking, soaking up as much as i can you know mm -hmm. and, and being like a sponge and i think they sort of dovetail each other quite quite well because they both have similar styles they want to do and techniques and so yeah and i absolutely love working with them both and as i said gutted that uh, Paris Paris moving on but i'm sure you're absolutely kill it over over in oz and oh, oh sorry yeah can't say <laughs> it <laughs> I think I think he's announced it. It's on his Twitter bio, so is it's it? official. Is it? All right, okay, then we're okay then. Yeah. <laughs> that won't get edited out. <laughs> um, and then on Monday, the the Scotland team is announced. Um, by the time this is released, all going to plan. You'll be in Scotland camp. Um, this is you know these autumn tests are maybe a little bit different. There's a few extra games added on. You've got that warm up game against Georgia. Who I guess yeah, yeah. you 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 were just talking about there that that was going to maybe your your lowest point. So before I guess come on to my next question is. Is that Georgia game a game that you're targeting? No, nah, not at all, you know. Um, I'm not <laughs> targeting Scotland, you know. I want to play well this weekend, and if selected, I'm selected, and then I'll move on to that job. But currently, my job is playing for Glasgow as well as I can, and yeah. that's what I'll do this weekend. But no, uh, if I select for the Georgia game, it's another international match, and I've got a pretty good routine now, and I hold myself to pretty good standards that I'm not going to go into it trying to right some wrongs or do anything crazy, because I feel that's when you, you don't play well, when you've yeah. got hidden agendas and stuff, and you're trying to do bits and bobs. So, uh, opportunity arises i'll enjoy it and um yeah just play the best of my ability yeah and and as i was kind of alluding to there it's a bit of a different season for 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 scotland so you potentially keep like as a as a scottish i guess contracted player when, when you're playing for us you generally don't play more than kind of four or five games in a row then you kind of get a break uh, yeah. whereas right now you're coming up to you're going to play for us this weekend against Connacht, you're starting and then you're going to be going into scotland camp then potentially play up to i think five maybe even six games if you guys get through to, to the finals yeah. in quite quick succession does does that change anything for you at all does it change anything in preparation i feel this season's going to be about all about recovery yeah i think if you can keep your squad as fit as possible and use an individual who can take onus on yourself to do your recovery and get your body right week in week out you, you're, you're gonna play as many games as you can and you're gonna be re as robust as possible you know yeah. um, take a guy like rob harley for example that guy's robust yeah he's just durable he yeah. just goes and goes and goes and he never ever leaves anything on the pitch, you know. So, uh, guys can learn off him, you know, and just just little things like ice baths and stuff, or doing your recovery pumps, or taking that extra time just to do some stretching. It'll pay dividends yeah. in the long run. Yeah. Um, but as you say, you know, uh, the rest weeks and stuff, professional sport is pretty taxing, and this year's this season is going to be like nothing we've, we've done for a long time. Yeah. But at the same time, for me, it's exciting because. If playing well and if selected, you know, you're going to get a lot of games. And I, I feel you develop way more playing loads of games instead yeah. of playing two, rest one, play three, rest one. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. um, oh, I'm excited by it. And I'm, I'm just excited to be back. You know, we, we had, I've never had, what, how long was that? Four four months off doing nothing. So yeah. um, training on my own is fun, but I'm a bit over it now. So yeah. um, to actually get into games and have something to work for, yeah, I'm just really excited. Mm -hmm. and, and have you taken any hints or tips from the 232 appearance man, Rob Harley? Has he given you anything to make you more, more <laughs> durable and be able to kind of work through something like this? Rob is 
he's, he's an animal, you know, he d I think he batters himself every weekend and then come Tuesday training, he's probably the most niggly guy on the pitch again. Yeah. So he trains as he plays. Um, so that's it. I think boys see that, you know, and you think you're you're a bit sore. You're like, oh, I, I can't complain. That guy's played yeah. <laughs> more games than I've had hot dinners, you know. So <laughs> yeah. he drives the standards and he's a great, great man to have on your team. I would hate to play against him. Oh, I'd hate to play against him. <laughs> <laughs> he's something else. So... So we kind of talked about Scotland there, but looking at the season as a whole, there's there's a lot of stuff you know coming up. Obviously, new coach here, a lot of games going to be behind closed doors. You've got the end of the Six Nations from I guess this year. You'll have next year's Six Nations. You've got this autumn test. What are mm. maybe not? Yeah, what are you looking to do as a player this season? I'm looking to play as much as I can. Yep. Stay injury free. That's key. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just enjoy it. Um, that's that's the main thing for me, and that's where I feel my game is getting better and better. And I've got a lot of things to work on. I don't think I'm anywhere near the finished article, um, which is exciting for me. Um, but yeah, just get better, e get better each week. Enjoy it. Yeah. Make sure I switch off and have time with the family. And um, yeah, just try and strive as to be as best I can be. Yeah. And and at the end of the season, there's a there's a tour to South Africa. <laughs> is there any, any thoughts on that? No, nah, not at all. Uh, I'm not looking to that at all. Um, my my aim is to play as well as I can for Glasgow. If I then get in the Scotland squad, I play as well as I can for Scotland. And if the, if the opportunity arises and I get picked, I get picked. But I'm not thinking about it at all. And yeah, it's a long way off. It's a long way off. But I'm just trying to be the best I can be. And if that's good enough, that's good enough. If it's not, I'll, I'll just wait another four years. Yeah. Okay, Xander. Before we go, tomorrow we're against Scarlets. First home game of the season at Scotston, but without a crowd. Um, as I kind of spoke about earlier, you're a, a massive club club man. You you love the fans. Uh, you're always thinking of ways that we can kind of engage with them, kind of build that relationship with them. They're not going to be at the game tomorrow. They're going to be watching from home. Do you have anything you'd like to say to them before we sign off? Thank you for all your support over lockdown, you know, and for signing up for the memberships. You know, I think to not know to know that you're not going to be in the stands for so long and still sign up for your season membership or whatever sticking system that is is just a massive pat on the back to all the boys for all the hard work they've done and. We really appreciate it. I don't think we tell you enough. Um, but yeah, no, nah, oh, gutted you're not here. Um, can't wait to see you guys soon. And um, yeah, I'm playing for you tomorrow and uh, hopefully put a smile on your face because I'll be smiling. Cheers, Xander. Good luck for tomorrow. Good luck for Scotland. And yeah, good luck for the season. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers. Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast.